0: One of the most exciting upcoming house and techno artists out of New York City is Justin Marchakos who's a composer, producer and performer whose roots originate in film and he's here today to discuss all of this with us. Welcome to Grey Area. Thank you so much for giving your time up.
1: What a pleasure it is to be here.
0: So as mentioned, you kind of started your music career, so to say, in film. Can you tell us a little bit about this? How did you end up there? And what exactly did you work on?
1: Yeah, um, there's a bunch of documentaries out there with my music on it, I guess. Um, Maybe I made seven different films, something along those lines. Wow. Mostly documentary, a couple award-winning ones. Uh, Yeah, fun stuff, making sort of traditional film score type music with a little bit of a different twist. You know, piano pieces, but ambient stuff. Um, Things inspired by Philip Glass, Aphex Twin, that kind of thing. So, yeah, far less rules, I guess, than the music I'm making these days, which makes film music fun to do. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Uh, I was doing that for many years and making electronic music kind of on the side.
0: So when you're... When you're um, composing music for a documentary or a film, are you watching it and then you're kind of composing it at the same time, like getting a feel for the vibe of of what, what it is musically you need to tell a story of? Or do they just kind of give you a debrief on what's happening and without watching it, you, you make the music?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, usually I do it in a couple of different ways. Uh, it depends on the director, a lot of times, they already have a type of music uh, that they want in mind. And so they will usually have, while they're editing, like it's usually the film composer who comes to the project last after they've already shot, obviously edited and everything. It's like kind of the end. And while they're editing, a lot of times they like to have some rhythmic activity to cut to. So they'll have a track in there that they'll call like a temp track or a scratch track. And they'll give that to me. I listen to it. And then I say, okay, what about this song makes it interesting and work in the scene? And how can I make a new one? That's hopefully better than the temp track. So it'll often be in the same genre or the same instrumentation, same tempo, but unique and works better. Um, the other way is if they just have complete creative, you know, they give me complete creative freedom and they say, here's the scene, here's some, a list of maybe emotions that we want to happen and then it's up to me to decide you know what to do during that you know they might have an idea of instruments or something but yeah it's usually a couple different ways
0: and did you study for this or is it something you kind of just fell into uh
1: yeah, I took piano lessons as a kid for a <laughs> few years um I hated it I can't <laughs> remember how to read music actually really um, yeah yeah it's interesting because I write parts for everything in the orchestra, strings and pianos and all that stuff, but I do everything by ear. Wow. Uh, So so I'm basically Um, self-taught. I I took piano lessons I said as a kid. I learned to play guitar, drums, bass when I was in middle school, high school. But um, I started gradually becoming interested in more music like hip hop, where they're using studios, um, computers and stuff for production techniques and so along the way i was teaching myself how to use these things but then also reading up books on orchestration and you know composing composing music for film and then uh, yeah making doing stuff by ear
0: (laughs) and do you still do this now or have you kind of completely walked away from that world
1: yeah so since i started performing i realized i really like to perform um it's it's great going to see films that your music is in, um, yeah. it's satisfying, but it's really much more fun, I think, to perform to a live audience. And so I sort of put that on the back burner, although I don't um, foresee leaving it there forever, because it is fun, and yeah. I'd like to go back to it at some point, maybe when I get too tired of uh, being up until you know four <laughs> or five in the morning. <laughs>
0: Well, that's it. It's kind of like it's a completely different world and different schedules and balancing the two, I think you kind of you kind of have to prioritize one or the other. You can't really keep them both going at an equal pace. Um, it' would be interesting to see you know how you tie them both in together. So what actually kind of how did you transition then from from this film world into performing? Uh, and and kind of going down the electronic and house and techno route. Because yeah. to me, it seems like completely different worlds musically apart.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, I was doing this stuff professionally, um, also making music for advertising and things mm. like that. But and I, I love making music and not just as like a job, but also as a passion and as a hobby. So I was always making music on the side, but never with the the idea that I was really going to actually perform that's for sure i was happy being a producer but i was never planning on being a dj or performer um but i will tell you this i mean i guess i should tell you this story i've told it before but it's pretty interesting okay so yeah when i i really started in this world with hip-hop and and i was living in denver in colorado at the time and i was like a break dancer and a graffiti artist believe it or not
0: we need some pictures uh, of this for sure (laughs) (laughs)
1: I don't think I'm going to let those see the light. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I went to go see one of my heroes perform. It was a guy called DJ Premier. Um, He's pretty widely regarded as probably the most influential producer in hip hop. And I went there as kind of like a young skinny kid uh, to see him play. And I was thinking about moving to New York at the time uh, to become a hip hop producer. And so at the end of his show, I got the balls to go up on stage and talk to him pretty much at everybody else has, after everyone had left. And yeah, I went up on stage as he was winding up his, his cables. And I said, Hey man, I'm a really big fan. Uh, can I ask you a question? And he said, yeah, sure. I said, I'm about to move to Brooklyn to become a hip hop producer. If you could give me one piece of advice, what would it be? And uh, there was a guy behind him actually that started laughing. He, you know, he thought it was kind of a joke, but Premier didn't laugh. Um, he looked at me and he said, uh, "I'll try to do his accent." He was so sad. <laughs> uh, he was like, "You make music. You think that I would like? You make music that you think that I would actually listen to and play, but don't settle for anything less than that." <laughs> and so I said, "That was a
0: brilliant voice, by the way." <laughs>
1: And yeah, he's going to laugh at that. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I ended up, I shook his hand. I said, thank you for advice. And so from that point on, every time I was in my music studio, I would think, you know, would DJ Premier like this? Would he listen to this? And and I'm working on some pretty shitty music at the time. I mean, really garbage. And so like, I had to be honest with myself that no, he wouldn't like this. He wouldn't like this. Yeah. But then and over time, as my, as my taste in genres changed from different things, different things, I kept what he said in the back of my head. So whatever, whoever my favorite producers or DJs were at the time, I say, would they like this? You know, would they play this? And so it kept me um, really focused on getting the music to a certain level, being honest with myself. And so, yeah, after 11 or 12 years of me doing this stuff on the side, you know, along with the film score stuff, Finally, my music sort of got to the level enough that it could be signed. And I, I had uh, an EP signed to City Fox, uh, which is a you know, really big, amazing label that, yeah. uh, and, an, and an amazing production. Uh, yeah, They so they signed me and then they asked me to perform. And I, I had never performed at all before, uh, even at a house party on New Year's. So it was a City Fox New Year's 2014, 2015 and do a live set. So uh, yeah, i never played before and I prepared over the course of a couple months and it was the night before the show. Now I'm out having uh, lunch in my neighborhood and I see DJ Premier sitting at the other table.
0: No way. Way. That's the universe.
1: Way. Synchronicities. (laughs) Yeah. So I, um, I tell my friends the story and they're like, well, you got to go talk to them. So I said, all right. And I walked over to his table and I said, hey, man, I met you 11, 12 years ago in Colorado. Uh, you mind if I tell you a story? And he was like, yeah, what's up? I said, <laughs> I, I, said I asked you a question. I said, I'm about to move to, to New York and become a hip hop producer. And I said, if you had one piece of advice for me, what would it be? And he was like, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. And I, <laughs> I said, I said, you told me to make music that you think that I would like and that I would listen to and not to settle for anything less than that. He was like, yeah. And I said, yeah, well, let me tell you another story. I just got signed to one of the biggest labels in the world in house and techno. Not only that, but they've got me performing tomorrow, New Year's at one of the best parties in the United States, definitely in New York. And if it wasn't for that advice that you gave me 11 or 12 years ago, there's no way that I would be where I am today. And premiere was like, wow,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was amazing. So, yeah, we, we exchanged phone numbers, that's and awesome. his, his studio is just like three or four blocks from my studio. Wow, we cool. become great friends, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I went from, you know, having this as a hobby on the side. I got good enough to where finally some stuff was signed, basically from some advice I got from a hero a long time ago.
0: It's amazing isn't it how just like little words of of wisdom these little pearls um that whoever's saying it doesn't doesn't really think much about it but for you that that pretty much kind of changed the course of your life arguably um and i think it's such a great piece of advice because like when you're creating um art or when you're creating anything It's so easy to get lost in your own head with it and to kind of lose perspective um but when you think of it like okay well if this is to be valued by someone i really respect would they like this would they respect this and and yeah i think that's that's such fantastic advice for anyone in any any world in any industry i've never really thought of it like that
1: yeah i think of it a little bit like architecture in a way like if you're going to be an architect and you want to create some wild looking, uh, you know, bold building, you need to first understand, is the thing going to stand up? Yeah. And so you need to learn how to make basic, you know, buildings with structural integrity that can sit alongside another building in the city and not collapse. Once you learn and get it to a certain level, then you can stretch out and start to be more creative. I think it's a lot of people who are coming up both as producers and, and artists in and, and many different disciplines that think, oh, I, I don't care what other people think. And that's fine uh, if you're making the stuff just for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to get out there and have releases and, you know, do something in a certain world, I think you have to get to a certain just level of quality.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But then there's that danger where you can't. I think it's where I read something really great where it was like, if you wouldn't listen to their advice, why would you listen to their criticism? And I think that's so important for any creative, because it's you get so much. Uh, ev- like everyone has an opinion, right? Every single person. Um, and when you're creating something subject- subjective, like art, music, if I'm doing a presenting piece or whatever it might be, you know, someone's always going to have a negative opinion on it because that's true. Just, that's just true. How it is. But if you're listening to everyone's negative opinions, it's definitely going to kill your confidence and and maybe eventually stop you from creating but like you say you need to listen to you need to listen to people who whose opinions you actually give a fuck about uh because otherwise you like you said you're only going to produce stuff which you like which probably might not fly or be of the quality needed um so yeah, I yeah and I, I think it was
1: also important that I wasn't actually showing Premiere this music, you know, I or these other people. I, I was just trying to hold myself to account in my head, and like taking and listening to these tracks kind of back to back. Would it even sound good if I played one after another? Yeah, yeah, and it is also, you know, as you said, like really important to get feedback from people you trust. Yeah, but even then, a lot of times when you give someone a piece of music for feedback. Sometimes they just want to feel like they have something to offer and will just find things to criticize, even if it's maybe not there. True. So, even those kind of things should be taken with a grain of salt.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, aside from DJ Premier, who else ha- has been um, your biggest influence in your career so far? And, and this could be anyone musically or not, yeah. like, this could be someone outside of the industry.
1: Yeah, I always have a tough time with this question because I mean, really, I I, I listen to so many different kinds of music from like, you know, contemporary film score to like, you know, big band jazz and dub reggae and um, all all kinds of different stuff. Um, So it's really super hard. I I, I honestly don't have an answer to who are my biggest influences. I really don't. there you're are just, certain labels that, I, that yeah. I like am kind of aiming for, but there are people who I respect, you know, a ton, but it's it's hard for me to answer that question. It really is.
0: Okay. Well then let's rephrase it. I think when you're in an industry like this, you need to have a, a, mo- a motivation, right? You need to have something that drives you. Otherwise you probably wouldn't continue doing it because it's, it's a hard industry to be in. So what would you say is your, your biggest motivator what drives you what kind of gets you up out of bed in the morning and drives you to create and produce
1: yeah it's performing for sure for sure because you know like a lot of people were doing were making a lot of productions during the pandemic uh but i lost all of my motivation during that time because i couldn't imagine performing yeah you know i didn't know if anybody was ever going to perform again uh, sometimes i'll get back from a gig or a show and I can still see, you know, the lights and, you know, feel the sound. And that's when I make some of my best music because I'm putting myself back in that space. But if I can't imagine the space, then I have a hard time.
0: That's so interesting. What is it about performing that you love so much?
1: Um. So, yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of public speaking. <laughs> like, this is not the most fun thing for me in the world, but I Sorry. love. Sorry. <laughs> But, but I, really, I really do love communicating with people through my music. Now, I, 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 as you know, I'm not a DJ at all. Um, every bit of music that I play and perform is all my own, every single drum sound, every single thing. And, you know, while there are a lot of live sets like mine that are really freestyled, you know, with a lot of machines, um, I actually prepare pretty much the entire thing from start to finish and practice it and create like a real story you know start to finish so i know how it's going to go i of course have different areas where i can go in different directions if i want but um i've got it pretty much planned out and so i'm i enjoy the the, the watching everyone you know get involved in my story from start to finish i mean mm. and me going on the same journey too because i'm making the music that's my favorite music you know I want to be making the music that I'm going to enjoy more than anything else. Otherwise, what am I doing? So I'm enjoying it just as much as everybody else is. Um, I mean, when I play, I'm drenched in sweat. I move like crazy. It's a workout. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are other people also who do who do live sets like me, but they sort of play the same set every single time. Yeah, and I don't do that either. I never play the same way twice ever. I always create and prepare a brand new thing every time. It's like with almost nothing in common. But it's not it's not freestyled and 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 too improvised. I have like a it's like a concert in a way. And I love I love that. I love like going on this journey and communicating with people without saying a word. I, I sometimes have a hard time talking to people for an hour after I play because for so long I was communicating in this other language.
0: Yeah. That's so you interesting. Know. Do you think your your career in in composing film music and documentaries has has had an influence on in how you play music now when you perform?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it impossible to separate them. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. It took me actually longer to pull some of that cinematic stuff out of my music. I had a period of time where there was too much of this like kind of cinematic epic, you know, moody, type yeah, stuff yeah. and with big breakdowns and you know, epic sections that just it was too much. I had to figure out how to strip <laughs> it back and like undercompose. But the, yeah, no, it's 100 percent. Both are a part of me forever.
0: And how did you find out that you enjoy performing? Like how? what was it? What was your first ever time performing?
1: Yeah. So this was City Fox New Year's 2014 and 2015. So my first gig was in front of like 2000 people Yeah, playing live. So I really didn't have any idea what to expect. <laughs> and
0: (laughs) throw you straight into the defense (laughs) oh my goodness yeah
1: yeah it was wild I mean the whole story leading up to that is crazy too but I I I basically yeah played for the first time in front of thousands of people and I I absolutely loved it because you know my my biggest fear I guess was technical issues and once we got past the technical issues and I had you know prepared my set so I knew that if everything works technically it's going to work musically and it was just insanely fun insane new film. yeah oh well, yeah that that was when i knew um uh, that this was something for me
0: <laughs> so, so do you have any um exciting releases coming up is there anything that you can tell us regarding what you're going to be dropping next
1: yeah i just signed a really nice three-track ep to one of my favorite record labels in the world i'm extremely happy about this the only wow. thing is like with most big record labels there's a little bit of a wait time before it's going to come out and i don't yeah. think i'm supposed to say anything yet
0: <laughs> unfortunately that's so uh, annoying but yeah completely respect gonna be, it
1: it's going to be in a little in a little while um i've got another yeah single it's a collab coming up in about a month
0: can you say with who uh,
1: so, uh that one we get it's the same kind of thing we didn't um i think the label's the one that's kind of supposed to announce it you know, It's embargoed. Time, so almost yeah but these are cool labels definitely
0: and what about any live performances? Where can we see you next?
1: Sure. I think I could probably say this, but I'll be playing on March 4th um, <laughs> with Desert Hearts and Desert Hearts Black, Superior Ingredients in New York. Um, and yeah, I can, I wonder if I can announce May. Anyway, the next one's going to be <laughs>
0: March. <laughs> but you're based in New York, right?
1: I am. Yes. And do you,
0: do you have a residency anywhere in New York?
1: Um. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I've been a part of City Fox since 2014 and 2015 uh, as a regular artist. Um, uh, I haven't played with them since City Fox Live now, twenty twenty. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, I'm kind of a lone wolf in my world. Yeah,
0: I think that's and you know,
1: think... yeah, as a, as a live performer too, I I don't like to play too often. You know, as I'm not a DJ, so I'm not just throwing a USB and it's quite a thing I just it has been all this gear with me
0: yeah if, Sid, from from how you've explained your performances it sounds like it definitely takes a lot of energy out of you right
1: yeah it does like for weeks leading up and on the night itself
0: yeah do you get nervous before you perform
1: I do um I feel like I always describe like I feel kind of like a bomb that's about to go off it's not really like fear but it's like um and kind of an anxious anxiety type yeah. energy um but it's typically anything that i'm nervous about like i guess is usually technical issues i'm i get worried about technical stuff because i have a lot of gear it's all plugged in in different ways and so that always freaks me out once the music starts no drinks
0: away. anywhere
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh my god it happens all the time
0: yeah i bet <laughs> <laughs> and what about um your future plans like You've obviously had an incredible musical career up until this point, and it kind of feels like everything that you've done up until now has kind of been building up to what is happening now and what's gonna happen this year. So five years time, what is an ideal situation for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like where I am, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens after I get these next few big releases just making it easier to, um, travel and do gigs wherever, um, you know, being able to pick and choose what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And also kind of just make more bold music. Like the same way I described this, like, you know, idea of cityscape and architecture. Um, I, I want to keep pushing the envelope of like boldness, making big, bold, memorable tracks, Um, that kind of stand the test of time that aren't too trendy. There's a lot of trends in our music that you know everybody kind of gets like drawn to, but I think you gotta be careful with that. And so yeah, really just exploring more of pushing the envelope with boldness and and uh creativity.
0: And um I had a I had a really important question (laughs) I just had a mind blank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm so
1: sorry so, somebody was just trying to call me <laughs> oh me off.
0: i think i think that's what threw me off no i was gonna ask you you said about how um you, you're you happy with where you are but you're hoping that it's gonna take you you know with this what's coming up this year you're hoping you're gonna be able to travel more and choose where you get to play is there anywhere around the world any big events or festivals or countries even that are completely on your bucket list and you would absolutely love to perform at
1: um yeah i mean i've been told by a lot of people that um they would like me in argentina a lot oh wow Uh, okay yeah the scene down there is like you know kind of progressive and they've got a great crowd i'd love to get down there um and i always love playing in germany i play in berlin pretty often um i would love to play um at Uh, this is the festival in barcelona i think it's sonar
0: yes yeah yeah Uh,
1: Yeah, i'd love to do that and um at ade you know i haven't i haven't even been to that yet everybody says this is amazing yeah um some of the other uh, european festivals like garbage or fusion would be fun yeah see what happens
0: well i think they're all definitely very achievable achievable and so (laughs) i look forward to seeing your name on the headline coming up
1: I appreciate that <laughs>
0: on the lineups okay <laughs> justin well thank you so much for chatting with uh with me today it's been great hearing about you and your story and sounds like there's a lot of really exciting things coming up
1: yeah it's been a pleasure nice to meet you
0: <laughs> you too